My brothers and sisters, today in our gospel passage, we hear the story of the rich young man, a rich young man who turns to Jesus and says, what must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says, we'll live the commandments. But the rich young man doesn't stop there. He recognizes there's a calling in his heart, a thirst, a drawing. And he says, all of these I have done. What do I still lack? And then Jesus says to him, if you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. Throughout the centuries of the church, many people have been inspired by these words to follow Jesus in a vocation to the consecrated life, to live a life of poverty, chastity, obedience, and complete dedication to the Lord, following him in a radical way. Prime example is St. Anthony of the Desert, who lived in the third century. And one day he went to Mass and he heard this gospel being read, and he was so convicted in his heart, he was, he was struck to the heart, knowing that the Lord was speaking these words to him. If you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you have, give to the poor, then come follow me. And so he responded by doing this very literally. He gave away all his possessions and went and lived uh, as a hermit for the rest of his life. And he lived to over 100 years old, living a radical life of Christianity. He became very, very holy. And over the centuries since then, many others have heard this passage and recognized that the Lord does call some of us to live the consecrated life. And I thank God that the Lord has called so many young men to the Marian community following the Lord, living in a radical way, poverty, chastity, obedience. It's a great gift to us all, a great witness to us all that the Lord does call. And that the thirst that has been placed in, in the hearts of us does have fruition. It does bear great fruit for the church and it gives great glory to God. But in case any of us are thinking that, okay, well, this passage is great for those who are called to be consecrated. What about the rest of us? You know, the rest of us don't quite get off the hook thinking that, well, this passage only applies to those who are living consecrated life. Because the Lord's invitation is there for all of us. And probably all of us feel a thirst to a degree. When the Lord says, if you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have, etc. then come follow me. We might be thinking, well, Lord, I want to follow you. Yet here I am living my life and I'm, I'm not called to consecrated life. Maybe I'm called to be married. But what can I do? How can I live a radical life for you, Lord? We might think perhaps that the Lord in saying, if you wish to be perfect, is saying that we have to become perfectionists. And so we can get very concerned about a lot of details and things in our lives. But that's not quite what the Lord is, is calling us to. I recognize in my own life too, I had a tendency toward perfectionism. When I was in fifth grade, 
I was in a in math class and I was always trying always striving to do better. And I remember one day I got a one of my quizzes back and I got a B. And I burst into tears. There was something in me that wanted to be perfect. Thankfully, over time, the Lord has helped me to let go of that tendency and help teach me, especially as I've been here in the religious life, that, okay, well, I don't actually have to be perfect. I don't have to not make mistakes. It's okay to get a B. It's even good if I can really em embrace it. So that's part of the challenge, is the ability to see our weaknesses, to embrace them, to say, okay, it's, it's even good, Lord, that I'm not perfect because then I'm not, then I'm not trying to be like you <laughs> entirely. That's, that's your job, right? But the Lord is calling us, and the church teaches, especially through the Second Vatican Council, Lumen Gentium, the church is calling us to the perfection of charity, which doesn't mean never making mistakes, but it's having the love like the Lord, that is, loving God above all things, loving our neighbors that are as ourselves, and seeking to even choose created things insofar as they help us to love God and neighbor. And that gets to the heart of what the Lord is saying to the rich young man here, and why it's so hard for the rich young man to follow the Lord. Because the Lord, this rich young man has many possessions his heart is attached to them, clinging to them, as it were. The Lord says, follow me. And the rich young man says, oh, I can't do it. I'm choosing these possessions instead. But faith, thankfully, the Lord is very patient. And tradition, some tradition, holds out the hope that the story of the rich young man doesn't simply end here with this passage that somehow afterwards he repented and chose to follow the Lord. At least that's the speculation. He may have. So thus the question is, is there for us as well? First of all, do we feel the thirst? Do we recognize that the Lord is inviting us to love more and more perfectly, to follow the Lord in that way, to really embrace our Christian vocation, to continue growing in, in the love of God, to continue growing in the love of neighbor, so that we might become other images of divine mercy for those around us. That is the Lord calling us to the perfection of charity. And you might be thinking, Oh man, I thought it was hard enough just to get an A on a math quiz. You're calling me to love like you, Lord? That's really hard. But the key words here in this passage are where he says, come follow me. And that's the one thing that we can do every day when we get out of bed in the morning. We can say, okay, Lord, I see how weak I am. You see how weak I am. You see that I can barely do anything, right? I feel like I've sinned and I haven't even gotten out of bed in the morning. 
But Lord, I recognize your call and I recognize you're saying, come follow, you want me to come and follow you. Okay, Lord, so help me today. Help me, Lord, to embrace, even to love my brokenness and littleness, like St. Therese teaches us. Because my weaknesses, my brokenness, even my sins aren't an obstacle to growing in the love of God and neighbor. In fact, if my brokenness and weakness just brings me to my knees and brings me to a place of calling out to you, Lord, saying, see how helpless I am? See how weak I am, Lord? I can't do this. I need you. Then isn't that turning to the Lord with great love and trust? And then when we see our weaknesses and we turn to those around us and we say, hey, I'm no better than you are, but let's walk this walk together. Let's walk with Jesus together. Then isn't that loving our neighbor as ourselves? This is the kind of, of perfection of charity that the Lord is inspiring us to, to, to live that we truly might seek more and more to love the Lord our God with all of our mind, soul, strength. There's something else in there too. Mind, soul, strength, whatever. There's one more. Heart, that's it, the heart. Thank you. And to love our neighbors as ourselves. My brothers and sisters, none of us is perfect. None of us can be perfect in this life but by embracing our littleness and our weaknesses and by calling out to the Lord more and more for his mercy, we are able to then follow the Lord daily, follow the Lord in this valley of tears through our struggles and trials and crosses and bearing all of our weaknesses and burdens and attachments and sins, but continually turning back to the Lord who alone can draw us to himself and help us to live ever more for him. And if we wake up every morning with the resolution to try to follow the Lord today, to try to let go of those things in our lives that are keeping us from following him, and to try to get up again one more time after we've fallen, then the Lord with his mercy can truly help us to become today just a little bit more like him, to love God a little bit more, to love our neighbors a little bit more today. And in this way, God willing, at the end of our lives, even though we look back and we see, oh, look how imperfect I have been, Lord. Nevertheless, we will rejoice in the perfection of God's mercy at work in our lives and rejoice in the perfection of heaven that the Lord calls us to experience forever in the next life. And not only that, but we won't be alone because everybody else that we walked with in this life, everybody else who is imperfect too, who has shared this journey with us, who has helped us to receive and to know God's mercy a little more, and whom we, through God's grace, maybe have also helped a little bit on this journey. 
will be there with us, rejoicing in the Lord and his mercy forever. And I don't know about you, but that's the perfection. That's far better than getting an A on a math quiz. That's the perfection of heaven that I want to live forever. Let's do this together, shall we? Praise God for his mercy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.